Esme. She's a queen. This is dedicated to all my beautiful queens, all my beautiful ladies out there. She's a queen. Go queen. you're joining another episode of the q chat podcast today my guest is live from russia guys so this is a huge hour difference so i'm so happy to talk to her her name is miss kat astromola and kat has a very interesting story she was dealing with hyperthyroidism and she overcame that and she has this great international fitness business so we're going to dive in and talk about her experiences with her health and how she was able to overcome that and do some great things with fitness. So how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. So I was doing my research, obviously, and you were born in Russia, so <laughs> which is amazing, and you're visiting right now. But I wanted to definitely talk about just your upbringing and how you were diagnosed with hypothyroidism at a very early age. So how was that experience and what was your health like before you received the diagnosis? Sure. So I actually was diagnosed at the age of 17, but I was diagnosed with hyperthyroidism, which is an overactive thyroid uh, gland and it produces way too much of the thyroid hormone. So I was a very active child. I used to do ballroom and Latin dances. Um, I used to participate in swim meets at school and I was just, I was very healthy. It just came kind of out of nowhere. Um, and my mom actually noticed that something was wrong with me and we thought it was very hormonal because I was 17 in high school, a teenager. Um, so she made me go to a doctor and then they did a blood test and I was overactive. Um, so that was is uh, a roller coaster of emotion. We didn't really know what it is. Um, thyroid disease is a very silent disease. So many people suffer from it, but not many talk about it. Uh, and it's really sad. So, like, I we just didn't know really what to do. And my parents, being immigrants in Canada at this point, because we got there when I was nine, um, this is now when I'm 17 still immigrants, still not really sure what to do, you know, thinking right away, whatever the doctor says like that's they're correct so they put me on a pill that is supposed to lower the, the hormone production and my body rejected it meaning that it did nothing for me um, so the next step would be to do a treatment called radioactive iodine which lowers the production of the hormone and if that doesn't work then there's surgery which completely removes your thyroid gland um, so the treatment worked for me with the radioactive iodine um, but it didn't work from the first try so then they had to give me a second dose which became an overdose and that in turn turned my hyperthyroidism into hypothyroidism which was now an underactive thyroid so I that completely has 
changed my life. And I don't want to say destroyed me because I mean, it definitely made me who I am today. And I'm actually grateful for everything that has happened to me in my life. But at that moment, finding out and going through all the side effects of it, I definitely felt destroyed. And I Mm -hmm. really felt like there was no way out. So can you tell us like, because I know that it's definitely like that overactive and underactive. Can you tell us some of, well, for some people that don't know the differences and also tell us how it affected you with the overactive, like what it exactly, exactly what it did to you? Yeah. So I just remember like for about a month, uh, just being always very sweaty as if I'm working out, but I'll just be sitting or laying down. Right. So my heartbeat was very fast. Uh, my eyes were bulging out and it was more noticeable, more noticeable. Um, and my metabolism was very fast. I was hungry all the time. Um, and I was sweating. I just remember sweating a lot. And then one day I came home from school and I was telling my mom that I can feel my heartbeat in my stomach because it was beating so hard. And then that's when she said, you know what? Like, I'm noticing there's something off with you. You're also very emotional lately. You're also very much on edge. Um, So we need to go get that tested. And that's how we realized that I was overactive because everything was just overworking in my body. And then when I became underactive, metabolism completely slowed down because Mm -hmm. your thyroid uh, gland is the one that actually is the motor for your metabolism in your body. And obviously it wasn't working. So I started to gain weight. Um, I was cold all the time now. Now, so it was completely opposite. I was really cold. Um, I was depressed. I, I had brain fog all the time. I was very, very sleepy. All I wanted to do was sleep. So zero energy, um, constant urinary tract infections. Like that was ridiculous to me because it was just so annoying. I mean, if you've ever had one, you know that it's the most annoying thing. And just being on antibiotics all the time is awful. Um, And then also hair loss. I was losing hair like crazy. Uh, I'm lucky enough now that I've taken control of a hypothyroidism and I still have my, this is my own hair and I'm, you know, still have my own hair, but I've always had nice, long, thick hair. And I just remember um, being in the shower one day and just pulling on my hair as I'm like massaging through it with a conditioner and just chunks were coming out and I just remember crying um, in the bathroom because it was just so discouraging because you think that you know you're now on this treatment to get better but you're actually feeling worse so those are just some of the symptoms I mean it gets worse and worse and worse and then if it goes untreated I mean your your organs could potentially start to fail completely and then of course you could actually you know it could be fatal. Now, I know also you mentioned you had experienced when I was reading your bio that you also experienced some weight gain, too. So how was that experience, especially going through that as a young person, you know, when your image and everything is such a big. Yeah, it was it was weird. It just like it just crept up on me like I didn't even realize it just kept the weight just kept coming on and on and on. And I always felt uh, very bloated and very inflamed. And, um, just like as soon as I would eat certain foods, like I I developed a lot of food sensitivities because of the underactive thyroid and you just, and you don't know why. Right. And you kind of, there was back then, especially there was nothing on it written anywhere. Um, it was really, really hard to find what any of it means. And you just listen to your doctor and your doctor just basically says, you know, just make sure you just go for walks 
and you know eat clean but they don't tell you like what do you mean by eat clean um for example uh soy products are awful for people that have underactive thyroid because it actually suppresses the release of your hormones for, for your thyroid but you think oh, okay i'm gonna have a coffee so i'll switch from you know regular milk to soy milk and i used to do that right um i would substitute popcorn and candy for like edamame which is you know those soy beans that you get in the sushi restaurant and mm-hmm. i would just you know add a little bit of salt to it and just sit there and watch tv and eat it thinking that it's it's clean it's green it's healthy but it's not right so it's those little things uh gluten same thing gluten is not very good for uh thyroid as well so just the weight just kept coming on and on and on and then you know you look at other people like your friends that you grew up with and you're all eating the same thing because you're going out together you're eating the same thing you wake up feeling like crap the next day and so foggy and just the food isn't digested in your body properly you know you're not feeling well from it meanwhile your friends are feeling great and nobody's gaining weight except for you so it's very very uh defeating it just it sucked (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's interesting that you mentioned that's different food choices because i've mentioned that sometimes in the past like our diet really does mean so much and a lot of people i think they underestimate that especially when you're dealing with health issues i deal with severe anemia and i've gone back and forth with plant-based meat Mm plant-based because certain things just don't work for me and has actually made me sicker so you know it's just I'm I'm happy that you mentioned that because I think sometimes people underestimate like what we put into our bodies for sure and um, there are so many supplements now like now that I know so much about it and actually you know this has become my passion now is to help other people with hypothyroidism Um, I've done so much research I've tried everything on myself and now I really pinpointed what is good and what is not and I just know now um but back then again hey yo peace world it's the love king of R&B Raheem Devon and this is the Q chat keep it locked right here there the supplements existed but no one told you that this is good for you that this is bad for that right so that's something also very important to consider people are saying oh you know vitamins and supplements is so overrated they're not needed they are especially because food these days is so processed like who says what's organic like who says that it's organic like we don't actually have proof unless we are the ones that are having a farm and raising these animals and growing these plants so you actually don't know what's organic and what's not and so a lot of the food these days is missing those nutritious values that we really really need for our body and to support our organs so supplements and vitamins is also something very important that again many doctors won't tell you to take right right so what was your transition? Because I know, like I said, you, like you said, you did the research, you learned about diet, supplements, things like that. So what was the transition once you began the research, when you got to where you are now, losing the weight and competing in competitions and building your body up and basically taking your health in your own hands for the better? So how was that transition and how did you lose the weight as well? Yeah, so I just felt very stuck. So imagine like this is like I'm 17 years old and this whole journey kind of started. But I mean, I've I've probably been sick longer, just never showed so much. Um, And I just I've developed it. It was always in me and I just developed at the age of 17. So I, you know, it's been a long journey. And then I think by the age of like 26, 27, I just felt stuck because I'm like, okay, I was hyper. Now I'm hypo. 
I think I'm eating clean. I think I'm working out. Of course, it wasn't structured or anything, um, but I'm not losing the weight. And um, and now I'm just I, like I'm stuck in this routine and there's nothing happening and I need a change. And I just knew that I need a change. And um, it's funny, like my friends and I were out um, for drinks and over a bottle of wine or two. One of my girlfriends, um, she said to me, why don't you do a fitness competition? And because I was talking about losing weight and kind of getting into shape. Um, and she said, you know, you kind of have that look. You're very spontaneous. You're very bubbly. I think you'd be very on stage. And she's also uh, a manager of the beauty services for the federation where I compete in. And mm. it honestly was like meant to be. And I honestly can't even tell you what made me say yes. But I said yes. Blame it on the alcohol. I don't know. But <laughs> that moment I said yes. And you know, but people say yes all the time. But for me, like I, I am a person, I consider myself to be a person of integrity. So when mm -hmm. I say I'm going to do something or I say yes to something, I actually stick to it. So I right. couldn't get back. I couldn't back out. Right. And, um, yeah, so I ended up working with a coach and um, I lost uh, over 40 pounds in six months. It was a crazy journey because I completely turned my life around. Like, I mean, there was no cheats, no alcohol, like zero everything um, to work out today. So fasted morning cardio. So this was like real prep for a real competition, right? So I was living like the athlete life um, and it was like cold turkey. And I think... I think because I just subconsciously was so done with my old life and feeling like crap every day, I just committed to it and I stayed consistent and I stayed disciplined because I just wanted it so bad. Because, you know, every time somebody achieves something, their whole thing is how bad do you want it, right? So I wanted it bad and it worked. And um, I mean, it was a lot of trial and error. There's been foods that I've been given in my program that were not the greatest for me. And I didn't know that. Um, the weight, the number on the scale was not coming off for like the first three months, but the inches were falling off, which was so frustrating, um, especially because the coach I was working with was like basing a lot of things on the scale and mm -hmm. not the measurements and the comparison photos was really like frustrating for me. But at the same time, I started to feel great. So it's right. like the number is not switching, but the inches are falling off. I'm now, I was a size 12 to 14, depending on the brand. Now I'm buying like size four, size six, like what's happening. Um, and then finally the, the, the pounds started to come off more and more and more and more. And then that is when I actually started to do my own research on mm -hmm. what other supplements can I take? What can I, how can I help? Right? Like for example, peanut butter, like all bodybuilders, we love peanut butter. Um, but it's something so small, like swap peanut butter. If you have hypothyroidism to almond butter mm -hmm. and there you go, it's, it's like magic, right? Right away. Cause it doesn't suppress the production of your, of your, of your, um, thyroid hormone. So it's just the little things and the little tweaks that have to happen. Um, and then I ended up competing, um, in July in New York and it was transformation division division. So like there was no pressure. I think that is also the push that I had for myself is the mm -hmm. fact that yes, it's a competition, but there's no pressure on it because it's the transformation division. So it's you versus you. But then okay. when I got to New York and I had an athletes meeting where you meet the VP and the, the head judge and other judges, she said to me, Hey, like I heard a lot about you. Um, I have read your story because you have to submit like your little bio. And she said, 
I think you should also do bikini. And I'm like, I think not because, you know, I've never done this before. Um, But I ended up doing it because I'm like, okay, I'm here. I get to go on stage now like three times instead of one or two. Um, So why not? And I actually won first place in transformation and I took third in my first bikini show. So being top three, it, it was awesome. So that kind of just confirmed everything for me and verified that whatever you set your mind to, you can achieve. And um, six months ago, if somebody told me, you know, you're going to be going for a fitness competition, being in a bikini in front of people suffering from hypothyroidism and looking like those other girls, I would have never believed them, right? But it was amazing. And that ignited a passion inside of me to keep going with it. Uh, I fell in love with the journey, with the process, and with the lifestyle. I fell in love with the way I felt. Um, I fell in love with waking up every morning, feeling motivated, not to just go to the gym every morning, but motivated to see what the day brings, motivated to get up And like, I used to wake up and be happy when I would see sun outside. Now I wake up and I'm happy, even if it's snowing, if it's raining, if it's gray, I don't care. I'm just happy for each and every day. And Mm -hmm. like, that's what I want to pass on to other people, that feeling of fulfillment and happiness. um, And to let them all know that it starts within. Right. And and that starts with good health and that I'm a true believer in that. I think health is wealth. Yes, yes, that is great. So tell us about CAT International Fitness. Obviously, you've taken your passion for health and fitness and all the success that you've attained and the journey you've gone through with your health to help others, which is also the best thing about when people go through things, how they give back to help and educate other people. So how have you turned this into a business to get clients and to help them? Yeah, so um, because of my first competition, I used to... Uh, take everything on Instagram in terms of my training, uh, my cardio, all my meal prep. I would post everything that I did for my six months prep. And then I did another competition and another. So as I kept going, I kept posting. Um, And a lot of people just started to reach out to me on social media, like women asking for help, Uh, women who have also hypothyroidism, um, women who have low self-esteem, who are struggling to lose weight. And then men started to reach out asking for help as well. And I said, okay, you know what, like, I want to help, but I definitely want to get certified. I don't want to do anything that I don't know what I'm doing. um, Because, you know, I know for myself, but I don't really know what I can do for you. Um, And so I went to school and I got certified. um, And then I started working on my business and it just started to grow and grow and grow. And by word of mouth and um, just still putting it out on Instagram, it was just, it just took off because people just were coming to me and they kept telling me, you know, I don't want to work with somebody that was like 120 pounds all their life. And they can tell me, they're saying to me, Oh, I know how, I know what it's like. I know how hard it is to lose weight. Don't worry. You got this. Like, let's just do a bunch of hit workouts and, you know, get your like heart rate going and get your sweat on and you're going to lose the weight. They kept telling me that they want somebody who understands their frustration who has been on the journey, who is still suffering from hypothyroidism, um, who really understands the diet, has done the diet themselves, has is living that life, 
and that lifestyle and really, really knows the ins and outs. And I absolutely agree with that because um, it's so important to to work with somebody who has hypothyroidism to really understand what they're going through. And I really believe that nobody does unless you, you are going through that yourself. Because again, it is a very, very silent disease because from the outside a lot of the times you would never know that the person has it but you but their symptoms are awful and they're very misunderstood and it's really sad that that's the world that we're living in and so I just I want to help and so I started to develop programs, um, custom plans, and working with people with hypothyroidism has been so rewarding. Um, One of my clients like she came to me completely lost and this is actually pretty recent. I believe this was back in um, February. And um, she hired a coach who was giving her a diet. She shared her, the, the previous diet with me. The diet was awesome for somebody that's prepping for a bikini competition, first of all. So not a regular like lifestyle kind of diet. It was a bikini competition diet. Uh, like mm-hmm. t- I'm talking like tilapia and rice and broccoli like all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also it had foods in there that were awful for hypothyroidism thyroidism but the coach doesn't know better like I'm not blaming the coach because if you don't know you don't you just don't know so the coach was getting frustrated with the with the girl because she's like okay I'm giving you a very clean diet you have a great workout routine which had hit in it and again hit which is high intensity uh, interval training is awful for hypothyroidism or any Mm -hmm. hormonal imbalances because it actually raises your stress levels and it's going to make you gain weight um so you need less cardio which is low intensity steady state cardio so moderate walk or elliptical bike ride swimming whatever but moderate steady state nothing high intensity interval um and so this girl has an awesome plan an awesome diet and the trainer's getting frustrated with her because the girl's gaining weight instead of losing weight and she's telling her i have hypothyroidism so this coach is giving her more intense workouts and is just doing this opposite thing and so she's come to me she's like i actually was so depressed I didn't want to be here anymore like I just didn't want to live anymore and it was so sad to hear but within three months she's dropped so much weight she feels so amazing and it was honestly just tiny little tweaks in diet um a little bit of proper supplements to support the um, thyroid gland and Mm -hmm. um proper workouts for her body that does not cause stress right so just little things like that what is the huge correlation between health and weight gain because I think also a lot of people don't realize like stress is like I've been told is a silent killer but I know like with weight sometimes like there's such a thing as people gaining weight because of stress like so what is the huge factor with stress and weight and health Oh my God. Stress is everything like stress, like stress can actually strip you off years off your life. It's, it's nuts. Same with sleep. You need sleep. You need sleep to recover. Your body needs to rest, right? Like that's, that's a huge thing too. And then of course, some people, when they're stressed, they don't eat. And then when they feel better, they eat too much. And then there's some people when they're stressed, they eat too much. So they gain a lot of weight and then they go back on the diet. So it's like up and down, up and down, up and down. So your body is so shocked. It has no clue what to do with it. So you starve yourself. So your body is trying to hold on to everything it possibly can because it's 
so scared that you're going to do that to it again. So now your fat turns into this hard thing, like a cement. Now it's really hard for you to lose the weight. So honestly, the secret is portion control and majority has to be clean, like the 80-20 rule, right? 80% has to be clean, portion control meals. And of course, there should be balance, anything in moderation. You can allow yourself to have some cheats, um, but it has to be all done in moderation. And there are so many diets out there now, like keto, paleo. Oh my God, I don't even know. There's just so much. And there's, there's really nothing, there's no secret. It's calorie deficit, really. Mm-hmm calorie deficit, uh, eating a little bit less, not starving yourself, you have to keep fueling your body. Um, And yeah, definitely stressing way less stress is a huge, huge weight loss and weight gain factor. It's awful. Can you also elaborate on clean? Because I know like a lot of people keto is like taking over a lot of people doing keto or plant based, you know, or trying to just eliminate meat in general. If you do eat meat, they want the plant based, you know, it's like all over the place as far as, like you said, different. Some of them are fats, you know, some of them aren't because they've obviously been successful for people. But as far as the clean diet idea, can you elaborate more for some people that may not be familiar with what exactly it means to So for me, in my opinion, because I mean, there's hundreds of opinions, thousands of what is clean. For me, it's not non-processed foods. So if you are going to have meat, don't have the meat that's like salami, right? That's cured Mm -hmm. and smoked and has so much sodium in it and in packages, right? So if you're going to have meat, go to the butcher or just go to the grocery store, like get yourself lean chicken, lean meat, right? So uh, lean fish. Um, Don't get anything that's already marinated. Marinated yourself, but try to use less sodium, something with less fat. So more natural, healthier alternatives. That's that's clean. Um, same thing with like salads, right? So people are like, okay, I'm just having salad, but mm-hmm. what's the salad? Is it Caesar salad? Is there processed cheese on it? Um, are you putting a lot of salad dressing? What's in a salad dressing? So same thing, right? So anything that's non-processed is clean. And then of course you have to take into consideration any um, uh, medical conditions that you have, right? So for example, hypothyroidism. So Adamami soy product thinking it's clean it is clean somebody that doesn't have hypothyroidism can have edamame it's awesome for you mm-hmm. but I can't people with hypothyroidism cannot right so that's something that you also have to take into consideration with keto um it's great I know a lot of people that have lost so much weight on keto but it's fats and protein so it's zero carbs but then mm-hmm. you can't sustain it forever you, you can't you All cannot right. do it So it can't be a whole lifestyle. And unfortunately, a lot of the time people do gain weight back after getting off keto and then some, because again, your body goes into this mode of holding on to everything it possibly can when you start to introduce other foods that you eliminated for so long, because it's literally terrified that you're going to take it away again. So now you just want everything. And once the carbs come in, you end up blowing up. And that's why it should be balanced. You should have proteins, veggies, and carbs. And Mm -hmm. there's, and that's it. In calorie deficit, if you're trying to lose weight, obviously, depending on your goals. Now, I'm glad you touched on how, like, with some diets, people, you know, I think that's kind of common. Somebody will try a diet or whatever. They will have some success. They'll lose some weight. But then they'll stop the diet because it's like, okay, I lost the weight. Now I can go back to living 
my best life and then they came yeah, off. Yeah, I'm going to reward myself okay. now, right? That's the mentality. Right. <laughs> so what is, and I don't want to use the term trick, but how, I guess, what's the process to not only get the weight off, but to keep it off? Because I think that's the, the monster that has caused so many problems for people that are fighting their weight. Like they have had moments where they're successful getting it off, but then they'll gain it back. Yeah. Listen, first of all, you have to figure out what is your why. Why are you doing this? Right. Mm -hmm. So if your why is big enough, you're going to be able to do it. I cannot say that it's easy. You do have to be disciplined. You do have to be consistent and you have to find something that works for you. So a clean lifestyle and I say lifestyle because a diet is to me is temporary. It has to be a lifestyle. But again, you have to figure it out that, you know, tell yourself, make a promise to yourself uh, or get a coach and stay accountable to the coach that you're going to eat clean from Monday to Saturday, for example. And then on Sunday for dinner or lunch or breakfast, whatever, you're going to allow yourself to have a cheat. So you have to be able to incorporate something that's really, really like dirty <laughs> like burger and poutine we have poutine in canada or like fries whatever or cake um all the time but most of the time you're going to be able to have clean balanced meals so it has to become a lifestyle because again diets as you said simply just don't work and you can't restrict and restrain yourself so much either um, because that's what happens. You're going to fall off of that too, right? So it has to be a balance of a little bit of both. Mm, wow. So are there any foods that people should just typically avoid or is it just kind of like a case by case? Yeah, it's case by case. I mean, mm -hmm. there are also, for me, for example, I don't believe in the whole thing of like uh, counting macros, like your calories. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think it could become a little bit obsessive. I've had clients who've done it. They've come back to me and they said it was awful. Um, but that does allow for a more flexible kind of diet. Um, but then you become really obsessed with like entering everything into your calendar and your um, ca uh, calorie calculator and making sure you meet all the calories and stuff like that so um there is no one size fits all right so some of my clients again depending on their goals are able to consume pretty much everything and anything um, because they're not looking to lose the weight there are some of my clients who are looking to lose a lot of weight so it's yeah. a long journey so yes we have to restrict junk food of course uh we have to stop having sugar um you know dairy so too much fat so there, it just depends on on each and every person and then of course medical conditions too right so for well hypothyroidism soy products right no good gluten no good dairy no good um so it depends on that as well mm -hmm. now i know with everything that you've experienced with you know your weight gain and just challenging that you know and seeking a better life for yourself and also with the competitions obviously it takes a lot of self-confidence to do that, but I know you also mentioned going through a state of depression and even your client that you mentioned, how she got to the point where she didn't even mm -hmm. feel like she was worth being here. With everything that you've experienced, and we do discuss self-love a lot, how has self-love played a role in your life? Because, you know, like I said, some people, they don't get to the next level. They stay where they are. They stay in a bad health condition because they think they may not deserve 
better or they don't think that they can even achieve losing a weight, but you obviously accomplished that and moved forward. So what role does self-love play for you to say, hey, you know, I want to have a healthier life physically and emotionally. How has self-love played a part for you to achieve that? I think it has played a part in not just that, but it plays a part for me in everything I do in life. I think self-love and self-respect is what makes me the person I am today and striving for more and more and more. Um, I know what I'm worth. I know that I can't just settle for nothing less. And I know that I want more out of myself right for myself and I think that is what actually drove me to you know get up and get my body moving and change my life around is is the fact that I had a lot of respect for myself and a lot of love for myself and I'm like you can't do this to yourself anymore you can't just depend on medication and you know listening to the doctor tell them telling you you know just eat good food and go on your walks, but then the weight keeps on coming on. It was, it was the self-love that made me do this. And the more I started to do it, the more respect and love I kept getting for myself because I'm like, wow, like, you know, good for you, right? Good for you, girl. Cause you really do have to be your own hype person. I think you really do. You have to be your own cheerleader in anything you do. And it's funny you mentioned that because I just had, um, a question from somebody because I'm as as you mentioned that I'm in Russia right now visiting family. I'm training here uh, Monday to Saturday. I go to the gym, and um, there there's so much temptation here with food because Russian yeah. food is delicious. I'm mm -hmm. staying with my mom and my grandmother. They're totally Russian, so they're having all this amazing Russian goodness here. And it's constantly in front of my eyes. Meanwhile, I'm meal prepping every Sunday, um, eating out of containers because my goals are bigger than, you know, a, a stupid crepe or whatever, right? Uh, but I do allow myself a cheat meal once once a week anyway. So, um, and the question was to me, like, how are you staying motivated and disciplined and consistent here? And I said to them, it's all in the mindset. And the mindset of self-love, self-respect, being accountable to yourself, making a promise to yourself that you're not going to let yourself down. And I was actually at the gym on Friday. It was leg day, which kill me now is awful. Um, and it was a heavy leg day. And I, I remember sitting there on the leg extension machine, just wanting to give up. And I'm like, it's Friday. It's beautiful outside. I just want to go walk with my mom right now. But I'm like, you know what? One more rep. Come on, babe. One more rep. And I'm telling this to myself. And yeah, like I am my own biggest cheerleader, my biggest hype girl, my biggest fan, because it's my life. It's my body. It's my mind that I have to be uh, living in and taking care of. And if I don't take care of myself, I definitely cannot take care of anybody else. So, yeah. I love how you touched on mindset because that is true. It's all about our mindset and self-love. And like you said, it fuels everything in your life. So what is next on the horizon for Ms. Kat Astromova? Like what's next for you? Well, right now I'm actually uh, in the talks of developing my own fitness app. 
Um, I'm talking to a company in Australia and uh, we're really working hard on that. Um, we have my booty bands that are already been out and they're selling super fast. Um, and also we're going to do a line of water bottles because I'm really huge on consuming water. And mm -hmm. I love those motivational water bottles. So I'm going to put my own quotes on it um, and do those as well. And also I'm thinking of starting a... Um, fitness wear brand as well so because I think I think when women go to the gym and they look good and they feel good it also mm -hmm. gives them that motivation and push at the gym um, to keep going and to keep working nice nice this has been a great conversation go ahead and tell everyone how they can find you on social media and if they're interested in your services how they can go deep further and contact you directly yeah, absolutely. So uh, for my social media, it's Kat Ostromova. And then there's a link in my bio that you can click, which will take you to um, a website, which is going to have a lot of my um, client testimonials that they've written. Some of them have done videos as a testimonial that you can watch. You can also read about my story. And then there's also a link where you can book a free one-on-one -on -one video consultation call with me. And then we can talk about how to get you started on your fitness journey as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for educating everyone on obviously different things with your health. And I'm so happy that in the conversation that you did mention mindset. And as she mentioned, mindset is important. And especially when we're talking about health and fitness, as she mentioned, as Kat dived on, it's a lifestyle because I know a lot of us are struggling right now, especially last year, COVID, everyone was stuck in the house. What else yeah. was there to do? And also right now, the conversation goes to a lot about our health and how we can really control that. So one thing that I personally think is important is how we just value our health, because sometimes not everything relies on what the doctor may tell us. So just remember that your mindset can help you just develop a lifestyle of health, not just a fad or just something you're going to do for a few weeks or a few months. You want to develop a lifestyle for a healthier life. And Kat has given us some great examples on how we can achieve that for our health because health really truly is well. So thank you guys for joining another episode of the T-Chat. You can catch this episode and many others just by simply going to www.thekeychat.com and you can have access to all the links, audio and video. So whatever you guys do, Make sure you continue to be safe and go love yourself. Thank you. Go queen, go queen, go queen, go. Represent, you're a queen, you're a queen, oh.